Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. <laughs> it's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. Hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. And Fernando. Hello, Ben. Thanks to everyone who is joining us, and thank you for the wonderful comments about the most recent episodes. We'll keep on doing the best Mm -hmm. we can. We have another fantastic episode. A lot of sound this week. They keep Mm. on saying dumb shit, and we'll keep (laughs) on playing it in hopes that they are no longer in power one day. Specifically, Lauren Boebert. The hits keep on coming. (laughs) Or should I call them the shits? But before we get to all of that, Daylight Savings, who was excited for it? I love it. I'm not a morning person. I want the sun to be out until midnight. I love half of the year in LA. Alaska. I want the sun all the time. The U.S. Senate, bipartisan. We're always asking for consensus, reaching across the aisle, shaking the opponent's hand, and maybe a little bit more. They all agreed, starting in 2023, the uh, daylight savings time will become permanent. I Woo! hate this. I Whoa. love it. I hate this. I hate this. I am so upset that you don't like this, Fernando. It's actually making, this is this is one of the biggest political disagreements we've had on this show. Mm. Uh, my favorite time of the year is fallback. There is, I love mm. it so much when the sun, when the days start getting shorter and all of a sudden you get this magical extra hour in the morning. Are you a vampire? <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's That's where seasonal depression comes in. That's when you're in the Midwest and it's seven degrees for two freaking months and it gets dark by 4 p.m. The amount of suicides. This is true. You look at the month of freaking January. It's the darkest month. It's the coldest month. I don't know if it's the longest month, but it's pretty long. <laughs> And this is going to save lives. The name of this bill is the Sunshine Protection Act, Travis. (laughs) So did you know they were coming for your sunshine? No, I didn't know they were coming for my clouds. Thank you very much. I like my gray, cloudy days. No, I just look. I I agree with Fernando. I prefer the fall back because I get an hour, an extra hour of sleep, whereas opposed to this weekend, where as soon as we closed our fantastic show in Cleveland, thanks to everyone who came out to the show in Cleveland, but it ended at 1.30 a.m. The bar closes at 2 a.m. And all of a sudden, it's 3 a.m. Everyone's week has been screwed up by this thing. So I would just ask the mm-hmm. Senate to please stop messing with my sleep schedule. Let's pass the Sleep Protection Act. Thank you very much. <laughs> this is an example of big bloated government that I can get behind. I might be in the uh, minority here. It seems like I'm the only one who likes the idea of longer sunny nights because isn't that just wonderful to have? The House of Representatives, uh, it now has a committee hearing on this matter and it must still pass the bill before it can be signed. 
by President Biden. Now, are there bigger issues? Yes, sure. <laughs> is this mm. something that one could argue is simply a distraction from the fact that we might mm. be on the brink of WW3 or the fact that we have more economic disparity now than ever before? Yeah. But at least they're doing something for the night owl. And I deserve mm. a little bit of respect. And I'm sick and tired of these morning contrarians. <laughs> Everyone, by 9 by nine a.m., I've already done more than you did at 3 p.m. Good job, loser. What do I care? Because now you're just going to sit in your duff all day and take a midday nap. Mm. You know, I'm mm. I'm not going to fight you on the on the nap thing, Ben. But but I think you're right. We're divided on uh, night people versus morning people. I'm a morning person. I like getting stuff done during the day. I want that extra hour in the morning. Well, <laughs> currently, I'll tell you one thing. It's it, yin yang. It takes two. Right. And Travis, yeah. he stays with me when he's in town um, because I'm getting a new house. And then Travis is going to get an apartment out here and it's going to be absolutely wonderful. But it's been great having Travis at my home. I like that Travis is a morning person because I wake up, oh, it smells <laughs> right. like coffee. And then I walk yeah. downstairs and then Travis is like, there's coffee. And I'm like, oh, man, this is real great. But uh, when I'm alone, I can't say that I miss it so much. I'm happy to be sleeping, but it is nice to have a morning person around. So I get it. Well, and this issue has been controversial since it, it started. You know, daylight mm -hmm. savings time. Mm -hmm. um, it would go from state to state, county to county. They were like voting on it. And, and a lot of the rural counties didn't want it. A lot of the cities did or the other way around. Something like that. Yeah. The history behind it is very bizarre. Also, I've heard anywhere uh, different explanations as to how it did get started. I, I thought it was a World War One thing to save electricity, hmm. meaning they didn't want people to be using more electricity uh, at certain hours. But then I've also heard it was a, a thing to help farmers farm more in the morning. So I have no idea. I am just tired all the time. And that's all I, that's all I know. Well, who knows what's going to happen when it comes to the House? Because Nancy Pelosi, yes, of course, she supports <sighs> independent members of Congress having stocks in companies that are then creating the legislation that then she signs uh, under the guise of democracy. Sure, she'll have a comment on that. But Nancy Pelosi, which, of course, she's in favor of that. Uh, Nancy Pelosi has declined to say. <laughs> where she's at right now. She's going to take this to her committee. She's going to go to her constituents in California, and she's really going to get to the bottom of this. So I'm just so happy these politicians are taking time to really debate the most important issue facing the American people, which is the sun. Senator Marco Rubio, he's one of the bill sponsors. Um, he says the change would not take place until November 2023 after input from airlines and broadcasters. I don't know what that what? means. Um, but that, I guess that if, means Fox News. Fox <laughs> News. He's going to check with Fox. I, I guess if uh, if we are technically broadcasters by definition, so perhaps you guys have swayed Marco Rubio against <laughs> the legislation oh. that he is currently supporting. The change would help enable children to play outdoors later and reduce seasonal depression, according to its supporters, a.k.a. Benjamin Grant. Kissel. But in the oh. winter, when there's shorter days, you're going to have the sun not out until like 8 or 9 p.m. You're not going to be able to wake kids up to go to school. It makes no sense. Kids are going to wake up. They're going to wake up at 7. There's lights exist. <laughs> I don't know. And by the time they get on the bus, it'll be 8 a.m. The sun will be coming up. They'll get beautiful sunrises on the way to school before they're bullied and heads are put in toilets and uh, they're chastised by teachers for, you know, uh, not being able to comprehend certain mathematical formulations they'll never use again in their life. Mm, I don't what know I'm about saying is a little bit more darkness in the morning might bring a little bit more light throughout the day. Oh, 
Oh, how poetic. According to Marco Rubio, he says, I know this is not the most important issue confronting America, really? but it's one yeah. of those but it's one of those issues there's a lot of agreement. Mm. He says, this mm. is true. He says if we can get this passed, we don't have to do this stupidity anymore. Pardon the pun, but this is an idea whose time has come. Oh, so Marco God. Rubio again, oh! simply for that. I wish death upon all of them uh, because I cannot have that kind <laughs> yeah. of punditry coming from our political class. Yeah, save that for the pundits. Indeed. <laughs> Since 2015, more than 30 states have introduced legislation to end the twice yearly changing of clocks, with some states oh. proposing to do it only if neighboring states do the same. This actually hmm. does have some significance to Travis's point. The House and Energy uh, Commerce Committee. Now, for those that don't know, the in Energy Committee, the Energy mm -hmm. Department, it's the most powerful department in the mm -hmm. U.S. government. It controls the nukes. Yep. And they have a lot of power, which is why it was so horrible that dipshit dumb fuck uh, from Texas, the man who said, oops. Rick Perry, oops. when he was in charge of it, it was like, oops, I really hope we don't have one of those moments. <laughs> As again, he was in charge of the nukes. This is according to Representative Frank Pallone, one of the committee's chairman. What I like about this story is we're hearing from like the underclass of politicians that never make headlines <laughs> right. because they're too busy to be like, mm, but the sun, the why nerds. is it there? You mean the nerds? <laughs> the nerds. So Frank Pallone says, the loss of that one hour of sleep seems to impact us for days after. It can also cause havoc on sleeping patterns of our kids and our pets. Pallone backs ending the clock switching, but has not decided whether to support daylight or standard time. Mm. So the political fight of 2023 <laughs> wow. is literally going to be night and day. Wow. <laughs> My God. Wow. All right. For, first point, Rick Perry was fantastic on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, even God. If, even if he screwed up every political move he ever made in his life. <laughs> he was a hell of a dancer. Uh, second Rick point, Perry on Dancing with the Stars, worse than Giuliani on Mass Singer or better? Uh, definitely better because they didn't even let the Giuliani clip ever see the light of day, <laughs> to use another pun here. And speaking of which, my gosh, you know, right when you see Republicans supporting a bill called the Sunshine Protection Act, it's like, oh, do they support more transparency in government, no. uh, more ethical journalism, more solar panels around America? No. no, it's just the sun for an hour. OK, got it. It's a pretty on the nose bill. Uh, supporters say the change could prevent slight upticks in car crashes that typically occur mm. around the time of t uh, around the time changes and point to studies showing that small increases in the rate of heart attacks and mm. strokes soon happen after time changes. 71% oh. of Americans prefer to no longer switch their clocks twice a year. But again, wow. this is really going to be between the night owls and the morning doves. Who's going to win the fight? Arizona already did this. So how does Arizona, how did it, how did it work out in Arizona? And you, we all know how Arizona votes and how Arizona acts. Do we want to follow Arizona's example? Well, really? That is a, uh, <laughs> well, that's, you a, know. that's a question for Cindy McCain and only Cindy McCain. She runs Arizona. So. And we'll get to a story from Arizona in just one moment. But Travis. Well, I got to say. This is why I love this show, because now that I've heard that there's bipartisan support, there's overwhelming American populist support, and that 30 states have already looked into this, this means it is an idea that time has come, per Marco mm. Rubio's pun. There it is uh, again. 
But more importantly, it I just want it to work for working people because yes. when it comes mm-hmm. to working people, mm-hmm. the one thing they never have enough of is time. So let's do it for them. And if it works for them, it works for me, baby. I right. completely agree. It's all about those people who are out there doing the jobs that, you know, sometimes we walk past people and we got to look at people and say, thank you for doing those jobs that other people don't want to do because they are the ones that make America run. States, states' rights, Second Amendment. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Ohio has just recently passed a, a controversial bill, basically now for conceal and carry. And I want Travis is going to have a lot more insight on Governor DeWine. Yeesh. All right. And speaking of Arizona, we actually have an interesting clip from Lauren Liberty. Now, she is a woman. She's a listener. She's a libertarian. And uh, she has an interesting perspective on conceal and carry and gun rights from the perspective of a woman who was sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. And she personally feels very protected by conceal and carry. On the flip side of that, we have what's going on in Ohio. And I want Travis to elaborate a little bit on this. Governor DeWine, he has just Mm. put forth legislation that has now passed. I believe he signed legislation that when it comes to conceal and carry, you no longer need a license and you no longer need training. I am a Second Amendment advocate, sure, in many ways, but let's not disrespect the gun by assuming that no training is involved or needed when it comes to handling said gun. These things are powerful. They end lives. Mm -hmm. They are, um, you know, there is a reason why they are so fought after Mm -hmm. because they are just that powerful. And I believe we're doing a massive disservice to the American people when it comes to allowing certain people to have guns without any kind of training. And it's going to hurt, as Travis mentioned, it's going to hurt the working class and it's going to hurt hurt people uh, that may not have the most economic success up to this point, because as we know, when it comes to these legislations that are, when it comes to the legislation like that's being passed in Ohio or already passed in Ohio, gun violence does increase. Yeah. In fact, um, Ohio is now the 23rd state to implement these. Uh, basically, it's called constitutional carry by gun advocates um, because it, they're saying that the Second Amendment guarantees your right to have a gun. That right shall not be infringed. That is the language of the Second Amendment. So advocates and supporters of these kind of bills call it constitutional carry. And yes, Ohio now becomes the 23rd state. I believe Alabama was the 22nd just a few weeks ago. So again, you know, it's kind of this thing that happens with this type of legislation. It tends to make the rounds all at once in some of these more conservative leaning states that have Republican run uh, state legislatures. So, you know, what, what does this mean? I mean, Every time one of these bills passes, statistically, uh, gun violence goes up 13 to 15 percent in the 10 years ensuing uh, after the legislation is signed. And at least I know here in Ohio um, and specifically my hometown, Columbus, this is one of the deadliest years of gun violence we've had. So the question now becomes what will happen on the streets when this bill becomes fully implemented. And of course, we can get into some of the economics of Remington and the other gun manufacturers. Mm -hmm. They are a business. They want to sell product. And in order to do that, they have to have an easier path. And of course, legislation like this does give them an easier path. I'm interested to hear from our, uh, perhaps you can reach out to me on social media. If you are a police officer, if you're someone in, uh, you know, the fire department, if you're someone who works Mm. even as an EMT, I'm wondering what their perspective is on this because they don't know who they're confronting at any given time and what that person, you know, has in store for them. So right now or previously, there was a law, there was a law in Ohio that made individuals promptly notify police officers if they were concealing a weapon. 
that is now gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering if this doesn't put a lot of our public sector workers at risk. You're absolutely right, right Ben. Uh, the Ohio FOP actually came right out and uh, basically said, do not pass this bill. Um, this will make it harder for them to uh, enforce laws and to know when someone's carrying, when someone's not carrying. You know, the, the nice thing about, uh, again, to your point earlier about having a, a, a concealed carry system here in Ohio, and it's been pretty popular since 2005, 2006, when it, when it was first implemented, right. um, is when you know when someone has a gun, they're on the register, they have to tell you. Now you don't have any of that. And keep in mind, a few years ago, uh, Ohio had also passed a bill saying it's okay to take that firearm into a bar. Well, then mm. we had a big shooting in Dayton. It was a mass shooting right outside of a bar. And then also Mike DeWine uh after that Dayton incident, when he promised to do something, he also signed uh, basically an Ohio version of Stand Your Ground, which, of course, was the right. law in Florida that got Trayvon Martin killed. So, again, logically, you're absolutely right. Cops were against this. And so if you're a Republican, do you back the blue or mm. do you back the two? Right. Well, that's an interesting uh conundrum. And I suppose we don't have to. It, it, you can do both. This country did not always have these conceal and carry Laws. I remember when Minnesota, when they decided that you could have a gun inside of a bar, if you didn't want that gun inside of a bar, the bar had to say no guns allowed. Now, right. naturally, you would think more guns equals more violence. Is that always the case? We're going to play again from Lauren Liberty. There's a lot to this story, which is why we can't just have super binary black and white legislation. That's what Beto O'Rourke said. I'm going to ban a- all AR-15s. Good luck, because the people that have them aren't going to give them up. And we know what happens when it comes to Waco and Ruby Ridge. During those scenarios, they can get brutal very, very fast. But also what happens when you have the legislation that allows a armed society to be to become more armed. I talked about this for many years. There's been a Cold War going on in suburbs all across this mm-hmm. country. People are hoarding weapons. And at some point, we, we live in a world now of spree killing. It's more difficult to be a serial killer. And that's why you have someone like a Stephen Paddock uh, who uh, committed the atrocities at Mandalay Bay. So we have to just think about this in a comprehensive, intelligent way. And remember, we lived in a world where the 2A was not under threat. But the idea of bringing a gun into a bar and getting hammered and then getting into an altercation, there's just a heck of a lot better chance you use that gun. It's the classic thing when it comes to the theater. If you show a gun in the first act, you better use it by the frickin' third. Mm. Right. And to your point about people hoarding weapons, let's not forget uh, the 1033 program that has right. also gotten even more hardcore weapons to police small town exactly. communities and towns and cities all across the country. So this is a really nuanced conversation. And again, the one thing that I would push back on when it comes to legislation like the one that Governor DeWine signed, I think it's actually disrespectful to competent gun owners, to gun owners who take what uh, take the Second Amendment seriously, respect it and understand that these are not toys. I mean, this is not a game. You fire a gun, you kill somebody. You're also going to go to prison yourself. So you wonder if there isn't something more nefarious going on where they want to make sure that our prison stalls are filled with people now that we have legalized marijuana, soon to be federal without a doubt. And maybe this is another way to ensure that our prison cells are full of people who have committed crimes. And this is certainly going to help people who, you know, without any training 
it's definitely going to increase the level of violence. I think there's definitely a little bit of truth to that, Ben, because with everything else, with everything else in society, we want to move more towards getting a list. We want a national you know, sex offender registry. We want a list of we just we want more information, except with guns. For some reason, we're moving away from a national registry with laws like this. So it it it, it almost feels systemic like there is mm -hmm. it's a conspiracy to make guns harder to track i don't know that's crazy more available yeah well and that's something gun enthusiasts you know point out again is is that exact phrasing in the second amendment that the the right to bear arms shall not be infringed but i always kind of counter that with saying well there's also language in there that says a well-regulated militia, militia. Now, obviously right. militia has kind of gone way of the right. dodo but well-regulated means they didn't want you know babies fighting in the army with guns and so on and so forth i mean obviously they what? Use no that. babies with guns Buddy, now, I got bad news for you. If your baby wants a gun, mm, that's going to be hard to do. Or it's going to be easy to do now. Guns for babies. All I'm saying, when I was a kid, I went through hunter safety. Never actually had a firearm. I was I was about to, but then I just got into weed and drinking. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I Hunting is way too early in the morning. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, I'm good. Yeah. But uh, thank God that I had that firearm training. And again, mm -hmm. I think that is one of the ironies about people who are like, guns for everyone. Uh, when in reality, they're not honoring the thing that they are pretending to love. And I would add that I used to love, I never handled a gun as a child, but college and post-college, because I went to school in Appalachia, we would go shoot pumpkins around Halloween. Woo! And boy, oh boy, that was some good old hillbilly fun. Um, real quick, another point, though, because I did not know this uh when I was running for governor of Ohio, but I quickly learned it. It is actually illegal to have a to possess a firearm and get caught with drugs at the same time. So this creates another conundrum Interesting. as you loosen the gun laws and we're loosening weed laws to your point. It's created a huge conundrum for lawful gun owners who are also medical marijuana users, specifically here in Ohio and other states that still have both of those laws on the books. So, again, like you've said, nuance, certainly. But um, when it comes to laws, again, as we pointed out with the, the gun laws in New York, when you were running for Brooklyn Borough president, they made extra harsh gun laws because they used them to actually entrap people and get mm. them into the prison system. And incarcerate people. Absolutely. The three yeah. and a half year mandatory minimum. We actively protested against that. I don't think that that is constitutional. And as Travis just said, they allow officers a lot of leniency when it comes to making these kinds of arrests. And there are a lot of people who, when I did grand jury duty in Kings County, a lot of cops found a lot of little snub nose guns on a lot mm -hmm. of people, three and mm -hmm. a half years minimum case closed. There was a lot of right. skepticism from the people on that grand jury, which definitely taught me a lot as far as some insight into their community. Yeah. And you look at the Ohio law. Why did they make it illegal to carry uh, a firearm and also drugs? Well, guess who gets charged with those crimes more than anyone? Else? Absolutely. Absolutely. Very specific class of people. And when it comes to, you know, just some sales, if you look at Ruger, uh, they are up in uh, the first six months of 2021. They were up over 130 million or 51 percent over the same time last year and has uh, and now the company did nearly 200 million in firearm sales alone. This is last year between April and June. Uh, gross profits increased 96 percent. Wow. Uh, and they were up over 98% from January to June, that period. Uh, Winchester reported the first six months of 2021, it produced $412 million, or 
a 108% increase in sales. The gun and ammo makers increased even further by 110% when looking at April to June. Uh, Winchester, uh, that's the uh, Olin Corporation, is the parent company. They saw a net climb from 120 million to 355 million. Uh, yeah, so they went from $220 million loss in January to June 2020 period to a $599 million profit in 2021. Wow. Well, let me wow. write down all those uh, companies so I can add them to my Nancy Pelosi <laughs> stock list. <laughs> Woo! He's on fire, folks. A lot of money being made. And much like Lockheed Martin, there's some blood on these people's hands. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not sitting here talking about taking people's freedoms away. Because I want to get myself a six shooter and I want to roll it around. But I don't want any bullets. Not for a while. Wait, just, just for show. Wait until I have kids. Well, right now, if someone breaks in, it's me and the dogs. I, I got a fair fight. But if I had a kid, you know, maybe uh, maybe I'll have to get a little bit more aggressive. Give that Kissel kid a gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give that kid a gun. Danny, I want a gun and a donut. No, oh, you are my child. <laughs> I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Let's play this clip from Lauren Liberty. So she is actually against a anti-concealing carry bill that's going on in Arizona. And I want to bring this perspective because I do think it's valid. Mm -hmm. And I think the response from this man, Arizona Senator uh, Contreras, uh, I think his response was freaking absolutely horrible. So I just want to give Lauren Liberty the stage here for a second. And uh, I think her perspective is very interesting. Let's just play this clip. The reason that I got my concealed carry is because I've been a victim of sexual assault. I've been a victim of random assault. I've been a victim of domestic abuse. Uh, And I refuse to be a victim again. Um, I don't carry because I want to harm others. I carry because I don't want to be harmed. Uh, My right to defend myself shouldn't change simply because of my physical location. I've said it many times um, that I'm a gun owner. I'm a hunter. And I'm a, I'm, I'm a proud Democrat. Um, this is the I don't senator. need to carry my gun on me at all times to feel safe. I don't. <sighs> I don't walk around, run around, and drive around worried about somebody's going to shoot me or somebody's going to hurt me or somebody's going to well, do some whatever. Some people do, buddy. Why even walk around at that point? Stay home yeah. behind closed doors. Oh, geez. So, I mean, I do understand that, yeah, it is a right that we have. But some people, some people just just don't have that right. And some people just shouldn't have that right. 
like victims of sexual assault, apparently. Well, that was one of the worst responses he possibly could have given, basically Uh, just telling um, Miss Liberty to stay at home uh, as if we don't live in a free society where everyone should be treated equally and fairly under the law. Staying at home is not the answer. And I think that that man should be ashamed of his response. And that that is what gives uh, Democrats on this issue a horrible, horrible name. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it takes empathy. You know, like you said, it takes empathy for people who want to feel safe and do feel safe by carrying a gun and it takes empathy for people like the sandy hook parents and people seen the victims or no victims of gun violence absolutely and again i'm not defaming moms again uh, moms for you know gun control or any mm-hmm. of these groups i freaking get it i'm a six foot seven 300 pound man i remember i was hanging out with my friend micah fox she's a fantastic comedian listen to everything she does micah is amazing and hilarious and we all love her but we mm-hmm. were walking down the street in, in Williamsburg, and she's like, I'm surprised you took a right here. I would, never would have taken a right here. And I didn't even think about it. I'm huge, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like, come at me, bro. Like, right. let's go, bro. You know, I'm getting hammered off of my big tall boys and everything, <laughs> eating peanuts over at Skinny Dennis, my favorite dive in Brooklyn. People do have different realities. Mm-hmm. And we do have to remember, if you are someone who is a, you know, a lady or whatever, someone who is more vulnerable than me, a gun couldn't save your freaking life. And so I think mm-hmm. that man's response was horrible. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's move on. Speaking of horrible, I don't even want to talk about her all the time, but she just <laughs> continues to give it. Lauren freaking Bobert. Brother, <laughs> she loves guns. All of her kids hold guns in the Christmas card. <laughs> I know. It's so cool. I How do we like stop the fetishization? But then also, like, oh, anyway, no rationale. Not allowed. Not because it's a gun. It's not a it's not a political agenda. It is a tool. It's and, a tool. And we have to remember that. We have to remember that. In Lauren Bobert's defense, she doesn't feel safe in the same elevator as Ilhan Omar. Uh-huh. Okay, so she needs her big fat gun. <laughs> she needs her big fat gun. Well, she should shut her little not fat face, I guess. Uh, <laughs> what's a segue? Can someone tell me how to do radio again? Folks, I had too much chili. I forgot how to do radio. <laughs> much like Lauren Boebert's forgetting what uh, certain military ranks are. So let's play yeah. this. Let's play this sound. Now, this is Boebert. Um, explaining why she like yelled out at the State of the Union, which is so freaking hack. You lied. I believe Walsh was one of the people. Was it Joe, Joe Walsh? Walsh? Joe Walsh uh, yelled, and not the cool rock star. It was no. a, a representative from South Carolina. He yelled at Barack Obama, you lie. And that was like one of Barack Obama's first or second State mm-hmm. of the Union. So mm-hmm. Bobert was just following in Walsh's footsteps to uh, Obama's vice president, now President Joe Biden. And then Joe Walsh, of course, is in no man's land as he pretends like he wasn't a Trump supporter and now he actively goes after Trump supporters and now he's a Democrat. I don't know. It's why we're all fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Let's play this clip of Lauren Boebert talking about why she yelled at the State of the Union. And uh, yeah, we'll just let's just play it. I'm sure it's all just get done. Okay. During the State of the Union, because I thought the heroic members of our military Mm -hmm. deserve to be recognized. (laughs) Two things happened after, but. Only one was really reported. Nancy Pelosi (laughs) literally told me to shut up. That got reported, along with plenty of other stories about triggered liberals who were deeply offended about me speaking up. You and I know that none of these radical libs had anything to say when Nancy Pelosi tore up President Trump's speech at the State of the Union. Oh, my God. But it's the unreported part that I want you to hear loud and clear. 
After I spoke up, a few of the parents of our fallen soldiers reached out to me, and one of the moms encouraged me to share her thoughts with you. Oh, no. (laughs) Hello, Mrs. Bobert. I am Shauna Chappell, the mother Mm. of Lieutenant Corporal... All right, so that's the problem. There is no such thing as a lieutenant corporal, so she's <laughs> obviously just making that story up the same way that she makes up all of her stories, and then people <laughs> cheer. Also, when it comes to Pelosi tearing up the speech, that was also super corny, Lauren, so you're just as corny as right. her. So that's your excuse, is that Nancy did something similar, and I hate Nancy Pelosi, so if I did it, it's fine. Don't make sense to me. It seems like it cancels <sighs> each other out, and you're both jackasses. Um, Nancy Pelosi, of course, when she tore up the speech, I'm not sure if you remember, it had to have little <laughs> cuts on it. So that she <laughs> could so, do it. She's so weak from robbing everyone. Yeah. Uh, yes. To your point, Ben, she just makes up stories. Now she's just making it ranks in the military. That's fun. <laughs> Good for her. That is like next level cosplay, but it's not cosplay because she's really elected. <laughs> exactly. What an absolute buffoon. You know, I was singing this song before we started recording and mm-hmm. I kind of want to, I just, I kind of want to sing it. Is that cool? Take yeah, sure. Travis. Sure. She just gets dumber every week. She just gets dumber every week. She just gets dumber. And now we're all dumber. She just gets dumber every week. That's the Lauren Boebert song. Thank you. Isn't that fantastic? Speaking of dumb, also extremely offensive to pretend like you got a letter from a a gold star family. military member. My God. Well, speaking of idiots and offensive. So William Barr. The bloviating man that helped out Trump as attorney general who wrote a book recently Mm. saying how Mm. horrible it was to work with Donnie and how, Mm. oh, he did his best to keep the country together during these trying times. Mm. Well, this fat dipwad, he just said progressives are, quote, too dangerous. So if Trump ran in 2024, he would vote for him, which is the highest compliment, again, you can give to a person (laughs) is a vote. Of confidence. So all of these people are trying to double dip in the Trump pie. They want to get the anti-Trump sentiment. They write their book, but then they also want the political clout that Trump gives. So if he runs, they're going to support him. You can't have it always, all the time, even if all you want to do. You can just see William Barr and Chris Christie with their buffet plate. (laughs) And it's like you got dessert Mm -hmm. next to your chicken wings, next to your Salisbury Mm -hmm. steak. And you're like, you can't have it all, bro. What you've done is disgusting. Right. They've got jello mixed in with the mashed potatoes. Uh, They got the chocolate fountain going all over their yams. Absolutely. It's a mess. This is what you call the the uh, the classic fat politician two-step. Oh, and, God. Uh, it can only be done while holding a buffet plate. And you're absolutely right. This is basically what we saw Chris Christie do a couple weeks ago on Bill Maher. It's where it's like same. He's, he's touting a book. Uh, he's being anti-Trump, depending on what show he's talking on. But then, then we saw him on Lauren Ingram the next week, and he said, oh, yeah, if Trump runs and he's the nominee, I will vote for him. And it's like, yeah, so you can probably just write another book. Exactly. Fat, bloviating, bogus bitch. Bar. This is what he says uh, when it comes to the uh, attempted overthrow, you know, the U.S. government uh, there. (laughs) It seems like it's like getting a little bit of a slap on the wrist. And then every Mm. time like a proud boy goes to jail, everyone's like, not a proud boy. I'm sure they'll be very (laughs) proud uh, as they are incarcerated for uh, attempting to cause a coup to overthrow an election. This is what Barr says. He said, I saw no sign of a plan before the election to stay in office, to stay in office regardless of the outcome. Then he goes on to say, although I did think Trump's behavior was obnoxious, Mm. uh, he says during the election, he was actually surprised how close it was. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I don't, is it? God, he talked about 
okay, in Barr's critique of the president, he said it was like wrestling an alligator. He still said he'd be surprised to see Trump indicted by a grand jury over his post-election actions, however. This is what makes people sick. This is why people get American politics are so gross. You have someone like Bill Barr, a man who we're supposed to respect, attorney general, Mm. my God, Mm. with a title like that, you would think you must be quite pious. And they just openly lie constantly and they'll go wherever the winds of power blow. How does he even sleep at night? Obviously, he has to have a CPAP. What is it? CPAP? <laughs> CPAP. A yeah, CPAP machine yeah. on account of the diabetes. Um, <sighs> but it is just absolutely disgusting to see these people who we're supposed to respect act worse than the children of South Park. Um, this is what he says <laughs> when it comes to the call that George, that Trump made to the Georgia secretary to try to overthrow an election. He asked for a, almost yeah. uh, 12,000 votes. That's voter fraud. Anyway. Find him. Um, mm. This is what Barr said. He said, I thought it was very heavy handed, um, but said to, quote, let the process in Georgia work. Oh, my God. He goes on. I disapproved of his behavior after the election, and I made it clear from the very beginning that I did. Mm. What a jackass. Nonetheless, I'll still support him because I have no backbone whatsoever. It's just disgusting. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, okay. Hot take here. Uh-oh. Okay. Fernando Ooh. hot take. So Fernando hot the, take. Bing, so bing, bing. I, okay. If you ignore what he, if you ignore who he's voting for and what his like, where he's coming from, I, I'm Okay. If you ignore what he's talking we gotta, about, the, 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 I will say that the the take is currently warm. Okay, the, so okay, the t- I agree with his take. I agree that the binary system is wrong. I agree about the lesser of two evils thing he's trying to say. What? Mm. I don't think he is saying that. I, I think he is. I think he's saying he's <laughs> saying that the, the Democrats are more evil than Trump. So he'd rather that's what he's he'd saying, rather sure. have his Trump. Mind. Right. His he'd rather mind. have Trump yeah. than the evil Democrats. So I get what he's saying about the lesser. Yeah, but of I don't evils. think he thinks that they're evil. I think that he wants a job. I think he would be if a Democrat put him in office, he would just love Democrats. He is wrong. Yeah, That's he, what I'm getting. He, William Barr is wrong. But I get what I kind of get where he's coming from. And I hate that from a survival right. perspective. <laughs> yes. No. Sure. From like someone who yeah. wants that power again. Yeah, I guess it's yeah, rational. It, it, it's like Chris Christie. I mean, again, you know, you, so you get that close to the lever of power, but then you want to increase, <laughs> you know, again, to Fernando's point about being in a binary system. Yes. That's why Chris Christie and Bill Barr are doing these books and doing these tours where they go on NPR and Bill Maher so they can be like, no, no, I'm rational. But then they do the old two step and they turn around at the buffet. I'm like, I'm going to put chocolate on my steak now. And then... They go to Fox News and say, why, yes, I would vote for Trump again. I love him so much. I'm going to write nine more books. And pretending as if we we don't hear it, I don't understand. Uh, The days of telling one group one thing and another group the other thing, another thing are gone, which I actually think is a good thing. Uh, But Mr. Christie, I'm sorry, that's not the uh, handle of power. That's the soft, that's the soft serve ice cream. (laughs) That reminds me of Ponderosa. Well, speaking of chunky boys that had way too much power, this one actually lost weight. Mike Pompeo. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of where your tax dollars are going, but it costs $2 million per month. Uh. 
to provide him 24-hour security as former Secretary what? of State Mike Pompeo. Well, to make sure he doesn't get too close to the buffet with Chris Christie and Bill Barr, right? <laughs> Absolutely. That's, That's what they're doing? Yes. So uh, this man continues to be the gift that keeps on cursing. And I wish, I don't understand why, we as the American people need to pay $2 million a month to protect a man who is no longer working, if he ever did, for us. He is in the public sector. He is, I mean, I'm sorry, he's in the private sector. He he doesn't get our money anymore. What are we doing here? He also obviously wants to run for president and has done the exact same thing that Chris Christie and William Barr have done, where he disagrees with Trump. But again, he will continue to suck. The orange teat of power as long as the milk flows. I look forward to reading his book. Oh, God, stop. If you're a ghostwriter out there, because you know none of these people write their books, Mm -mm. please say no. Just start saying no. I know. I'll give you the the 50 grand. Please, God. You know. For Chris Christie, to be fair, he does dictate the book to someone who types it, but they can't understand what he's saying because he's always chewing. Exactly. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. All right. Well, speaking, let's just continue on with Douchebag Corner. We can move a little bit again from the American perspective regarding what's going on in Russia. Useful idiots. They certainly exist here. Candace Owens being one of them. She has accused uh, the American people of being too mean to the Russians. <laughs> she sent a tweet oh. and uh, it was picked up by the Kremlin. Um, oh, my God. Promoted this, by the Russian embassy. <laughs> it literally was. So the tweet. What? This is the tweet. This is true. <laughs> This woman, again, she's with Charlie Kirk. She's a grifter. She's just like the Lincoln uh, what, Lincoln Club or party, whatever the hell can I, that can was. I read this Lincoln one? Project. Can I read this one? You want to read it? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's hear Fernando's yeah. Candace Owens Fernando, impression. Candace Owens is with us. Uh, in no way is it Fernando. It is Candace <laughs> Owens. Let's uh, listen to this tweet. I don't know what she sounds like, but here we go. Absolutely appalling the way Russians are being treated in America and abroad. It's close. That our leaders and government institutions are allowing for and at times calling for this discrimination following their global Black Lives Matter hysteria is quite telling. Russian lives matter. Russian lives Whoa! matter. That's what she finished it Candace. with. What a brave stance to have. The Russian embassy in America retweeted it <laughs> naturally, and uh, she blamed America for Vladimir Putin's illegal invasion of Ukraine. Again, uh, it will be a great day when Putin is dead, and it will be a great day when people like Candace Owen, uh, Owens are no longer listened to. This is what she tweeted on February 22nd. Do you want to read this one as well, Candace? 
I suggest every American who wants to know what's actually going on in Russia and Ukraine read this transcript of Putin's address. As I've said for months, NATO, under direction from the United States, is violating previous agreements and expanding eastwards. We are at fault. All right. There you go. So American wow. exceptionalism Spot on, Candace on Twitter. Very good, Candace. It was great to have her on the show. So the red line that Putin put in place <laughs> is what we're violating. So America and NATO now has to bend down to Putin. Uh, that would be that would be the plan. I think that obviously, whether she knows it or not, I don't believe that she is <laughs> stupid. Uh, she does she does know what she's doing, and she knows where her bread is buttered. And it is obvious that she just likes Vladimir Putin and the Kremlin and everything that Russia stands for, which is com- which is completely antithesis to what Americans stand for. So, well, it, it's follow her closely. It's something that's happening more and more, especially with the conservative media uh, figures. I mean, we covered, obviously, the the Madison Cawthorns mm-hmm. and the Boberts comments uh, in the past few weeks. But yep. uh, Fox News right now is a, is a battleground. The real battle scenes are on Fox News's air where Brian Kilmeade literally had to <laughs> right? shut his co-host up <laughs> about being too pro-Putin. Tucker Carlson is espousing a bunch of pro-Putin talking points. I don't that get it, man. A bunch of other people on the same network are like, maybe don't do that. So I remember. I remember a, a nation where men were men and men were not pro-Russia. What I'm are we st- doing here? I'm sticking with my belief that it's just about contrarianism, that they but it's a war. So they don't understand how bad it looks and how not contrary they're supposed to be. I think it just shows you, again, power corrupts. And I think that they think this is a way for job security. I really do. Wow. That's that's. That's really something. And I would just it's point disgusting. out that in terms of Russian lives matter, I mean, I do feel for the 13,000 Russians who have already Absolutely. been arrested for protesting the same war that Candace Owens seems to support. So. And that's a that's a low ball number as well. Of course, much like China, China, we don't uh, fully know how many people are incarcerated, but there are thousands of. Thousands of Russians who stood up and they said, screw this, screw you. We don't like this war. And uh, for the most part, unlike protesting here, there was real world consequences. Mm -hmm. My goodness gracious. Uh, Also, speaking of people uh, who have power, maybe not for much longer. I don't know. Representative Cori Bush, uh, she, along with Ilhan Omer, were the two Democrats to vote with the 15 Republicans. Again, that consisted of Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, just the scum of the earth people. <laughs> she voted again with them, which uh-huh. is something I don't fully understand. But why did she vote to not send sanctions or not uh Um, have sanctions against Russia. She says it's because it didn't address the underlying problem. She says it fails to address the underlying problem of imposing sanctions that are not accompanied with a clear diplomatic process for de-escalation, incentives for a ceasefire, and a condition of withdrawal from Russian military forces in Ukraine. Again, this is a step in diplomacy. This isn't, there is no finite diplomacy. There isn't like Mm -hmm. diplomacy. No, this is a step in diplomacy. Mm -hmm. So Corey Bush, Ilhan Omer, they overthought it. I think they were completely wrong. And uh, we'll see how this works out because if I'm running against them in a primary, it's pretty freaking talk about 10 seconds. Mm. How long does it take to say Corey Bush supports Russia? Took four (laughs) seconds. Right. And then you have the voting record and then boom. So politically don't understand what their calculation was. And I think it will come back to bite them in the rear. All right. And just lastly, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on when it comes to these draconian, strange laws Mm. involving COVID. 
Everyone's vaxxed. We got you. You want you want your booster? You get your booster. We got to move on. Obviously, we always have to think about people who are uh, in need, and we need to be cautious and take care of people. We need better health care in this country, so on and so forth. We all know. Mm-hmm. But at this point, Big Pharma is making ten billion bucks a month or a week, rather, off of a government contract, aka government mandates. Mm-hmm. What's going on right now? When it comes to Eric Adams, who I ran against in New York, he's keeping this very bizarre rule that says Kyrie Irving, he's a basketball player, he plays for the New Jersey Nets, and he is not allowed to play in Brooklyn, in Nets Stadium. However, he would be allowed to attend a Nets game as a spectator with no mask or anything. So it's just really bizarre. And I think that Kevin Durant, uh, he calls out Eric Adams by name. And I wanted to play this clip because KD doesn't usually get political. And again, this is not about (laughs) being like COVID's very real. We understand what happens. We know for a fact um, that this was something uh, that was made worse by political decisions. And we know for a fact that this was something uh, that needed to be taken seriously. However, what's going on right now, it seems to be more about power than it does about safety. And that's what we're always trying to weigh in this country. When do laws in the name of safety actually become um, oppressive? Mm. And uh, when it comes to Kyrie Irving not being – and it's just so bizarre and it's so scattershot. So the fact that Kyrie can't play on the court but could attend a game – It just doesn't make sense. And I think Kevin Durant has had enough. And I think a lot of Americans are just looking up and be like, what are we doing here? Anyway, let's just play this sound of Kevin Durant, uh, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't understand it all. I mean, as a few people in our arena that's unvaxxed, right? Like, they lifted all of that in our arena, right? Hmm. So what's the, I don't get it. And you're allowed to be unvaxxed if you want to be. You can come in, but can't play yeah, I don't get it. It just feels like at this point now, somebody's trying to make a statement or a point um, to flex their authority. Um, but, you know, everybody out here is looking for attention. And that's why I feel like the hmm. the mayor wants right now some attention, you know. Um, but he'll figure it out oh. something better. Um, but it just didn't make any sense. Like, there's unvaxxed people in this building already. We got a guy who uh, can come into the building. I guess, are they fearing our safety? With, like, I don't get it. So, yeah, we're all confused. Pretty much everybody in the world is confused at this point. Early on in the season, you know, people didn't understand what was going on. But now it just looks stupid. So hopefully, Eric, you you got to figure this out. Eric, you've got to figure this out as he looks at the camera wow. again. It is just confusing. It is not about safety any longer. It is about power. So mm. that is, and of course, Kevin Durant, he is vaxxed. And as I've said before, if you don't want to be vaxxed, you don't have to be. You have the right to live your life however you want. And uh, some people might have some issues that I'm not aware of. I don't know. But it is what it is. Everyone knows the risks. And again, equality is just everyone has the same access to everything. And then you're allowed to you're allowed to participate if you want to. But this is just overbearing stuff. You know, it, it seems like that there is a lot of layers to this because he uh, Kyrie Irving apparently went into the locker room afterwards as well. And then they find him something like 50,000 or 500,000. So it's it's more it seems more it's like it's about it's political. It's exactly. It's about sending a message. And if and you don't think, listen to us, we're going to find you and you can't. It does. We don't care if you're a basketball star. You're not going to play if you didn't follow also, what we said from an economic point. Really freaking stupid because the Nets have a chance to make a run. And uh, you probably want one of the best point guards in the league playing, but 
Yeah, well, and I think it speaks to the politics of Eric Adams. I mean, like you said, Ben, we ran against him when he was still just Brooklyn Borough president uh, back in 2017. Everyone can check out the documentary, Hail Yourself America, at hailyourselfamerica.com. Unlike Kevin Durant, we never mention Eric Adams by name. So kudos no. to KD for, for going that extra mile. But um, I've, I've heard from a lot of New Yorkers and for people who thought the Bill de Blasio era was confusing, get ready for Eric Adams. Cause there's a no. lot of things coming down the pipeline that people on both sides don't think makes sense. No, he's already just appointing all of his family members to positions, which obviously uh, people do, but it doesn't make it that's right. That's what he did when he was Brooklyn Borough president. I remember mm. he had to have uh, four chauffeurs and most of them were his friends. Yeah. And one of the biggest issues when he was Brooklyn Borough president, he put a, uh, oh, I want to say it was like 50 by 100 square foot picture of picture himself, of himself outside, in the of, the, uh, outside of the building. And they're like, buddy, you got to take that down. Yeah. And and talk about relating with everyday working people. Uh, the biggest issue that Ben ran on that year in 2017 was saving the L train. Right. Uh, even Eric Adams as Brooklyn Borough president, where the L train ran hundreds of thousands of people to and from work every day. He was completely silent on the issue until he basically was forced to speak up because everyone else, including the governor at that time, Andrew Cuomo, was yes. stepping in. So. Andrew Cuomo, of course, who believes he was kicked out of office because of cancel culture. To which is so funny <laughs> how these people woke. who uh, did, you know, it's just every just be very careful because everything is a double edged sword and it all comes home. So mm-hmm. whatever you say now to get elected is going to end up hurting you because, of course, Cuomo was sitting there like what I re- wrote legislation that said I was <laughs> nice to women. Mm. Mm. Well, the only people the only people who are going to be too woke is after the Sunshine Protection Act is passed <laughs> and then. <laughs> We're I awake can't all the wait. time. A oh. woke America is a great America. <laughs> I can't wait. Tweet uh, it. Tweet it. All right. We have a shout out from Travis Irvine. Yes, just want to shout out to all the folks uh, who listened to this show and showed up to the show in Cleveland. Speaking of late nights, it's a very late show. Um, But of course, I want to give a shout out to Amanda, who is a mail carrier. She had worked a 14-hour day, and that was a day that Cleveland got hit with a snowstorm, and she still made it out to the late show to get her anti-John Kasich bumper sticker of course john john Kasich. that's how much he's hated uh his dad was a mail carrier but then he attacked all the unions and everyone in in all the working mm. people in ohio so that's how hated john Kasich is but he does the God show with jordan you, Cle- he does the show with jordan klepper now well, he does uh, man i love that Kepper, oh klepper well, and Kasich show oh no you know what amanda listens to this show when she's running her rounds carrying mail doing oh. the federal government's work she i you know what amanda if you're listening right now do not listen to john Kasich and jordan Clippers show. Please, Please. I beg don't. Of you. I beg of also, you. Fernando and I's pet peeve, and I'm assuming yours too, Travis, when people are like, yeah, the post office is what it loses 2.4 oh, million. It's a service. God. It can't gain money. It's not. It's a service. Everyone it's needs a- mail. We need <laughs> mail in this country. It doesn't matter. It's how- not yeah. for profit. Exactly. That is not the point. We pay for it with our tax dollars. That's the point, and it's also in the Constitution. It's one of the things the federal government is supposed to do. So all the libertarians out there who hate the post office, well, buddy, then you got to change the Constitution. Please. Thank you, Amanda, for doing America's work. Absolutely. Stop spending my money on things that destroy, and please spend my money on job creation and things that spread postcards, such as the mail. Wish you were here, everyone. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Hail yourself! We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. 
For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 